Hello, everybody. We have an exciting announcement. We're, we've been singing a lot, just planning for this podcast. It's good. Right. We're coming. We're off in a strong. great mood. Um, but hey, listen up. We have a new patron, and we're super excited about yes. it. Uh, she didn't want to support us on Patreon because she's too cool for that. But <laughs> her name is Anonymous Sea Monkey. Look it up; it's her birth certificate. <laughs> promise. <laughs> it's on her driver's license. Um, and yeah, she gave a one-time gift for the year. And she was asking me how much to give. And I said, well, what's our podcast worth to you? Like, you know, how much entertainment does it give you? <laughs> and she was like, well, and then she divided her one-time gift by 12. And was like, it definitely gives me $12.50 of entertainment <laughs> per month. You guys make me That's laugh amazing. out loud. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. I know. Look at all this Sea monkeys. I know. All these ocean-themed patrons. I'm loving it. Yes. This is right up my alley. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you so much, Anonymous Sea Monkey, and you will be getting a yak theme gift yep. from us very nothing soon. Nothing says Sea Monkey like a yak. <laughs> <laughs> they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. you were going to say like peanut butter and pickles. <laughs> like peanut butter and battery acid. <laughs> <laughs> Too strong? <laughs> anyway, um, thanks, Sea Monkey. It's not real. Uh, Oh, we made it go dark. Great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And we're together. Together. Oh, my gosh. We're sitting in the same room. I'm touching White right now. On oh, the calf. It's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, but you're listening to the Big and White Podcast, and this is a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia, and you guys, I'm back in Asia. We're both in Asia. This hasn't happened for almost a year. <laughs> That's so crazy, dude. I am so excited to be here. I can't even tell you. Yep, yep, yep. And today on the podcast, this episode is about arriving in nepal wow it's so fitting it's like we planned it oh my gosh amazing really smart (laughs) so yeah we're gonna give you all the tips and tricks specifically for when you're visiting nepal arriving into the airport getting a visa and getting to your hotel yeah it can be a little bit overwhelming so yeah it's a lot yeah we'll help you out we got you we got your back but before that why Yes. I feel like you've had a crazy couple weeks, and I want to hear some highlights. I have had such a good couple weeks. It's been so fun. It was so, I mean, it's so amazing to have you back. That's obviously, obviously the highlight. But let's be honest, we're going to come back to you and your arrival back in Nepal like 58 more times in this episode. I mean, yeah, clearly. So that's just kind of like a given highlight of my week. I'm not going to talk about it now. But what I am going to talk about last weekend, which was the Himalayan Outdoor Festival. It was the ninth annual Himalayan Outdoor Festival. Oh my goodness. It's such a cool community. Like, So they hold it every single year in Hatiban, which is like a resort located on the ridge of the Kathmandu Valley. Mm -hmm. So it's up above Kathmandu. So you're in the forest. The air is a lot cleaner. You have a view of the city. 
Um, you're like in the pine trees. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing this for nine years. So it's an event focused on they got rock climbing, like bouldering, mainly bouldering, mountain biking. So they do like a cross country and a downhill, which was really the reason that I wanted to go. Because mountain mm. biking in Nepal is a really huge and up and coming sport. Yeah. And I love it. I'm not very good at it. But I think that it's amazing to be able to watch these people. And then there's running. And I was like, I might as well <laughs> participate in running. I am so sensitive to peer pressure that one of our friends was like, yeah, we should we should get a group together and it'll be so much fun. And I'm like, I hate running. I swore after my last 10K, I would never, ever do a race again. <laughs> and it's been like three months. <laughs> but the... The registration to register for an event is the same as to get into the event. So, like, you, it's the same price either way. So, you might as well just compete. (laughs) I mean, not compete, but you might as well participate. (laughs) That's definitely what I did. Um, So, I just did the 5K. But it was an insane race, actually. Like, so it was a trail run and you go through the forest and then you go straight down. So, you're at the top (laughs) of this ridge of the valley and then you go all the way back down to the other side of the valley, oh, and then man. you have to go back up. So I wish that I had, like, stats for what the, the elevation change was. That sounds like a hike, not a it run. It was definitely a hike. <laughs> but it was it was really fun because, like, I definitely was not in good enough cardio shape for that. Mm. But because, like, it was just switchbacks for half of the race, then you kind of just, like, you're in your group of people and you're talking and you know like and i love making friends and so i made all of these new friends oh nice running buddies are the best because you just like you bond in a way you know like we kept it's like this going w- through war together yes like this one girl and i who we'd never met before and we just kind of had the same pace and so each of us kind of switched off being like if i'm too slow you can pass me i don't want to hold you back and the other person's like no i'm good and we would like each say that about every 10 minutes and we finished together that's fun. It was really good i love it and that's yeah. cool that you can be social i feel like when yeah. i run i'm like don't talk to me yeah. i'm in pain and i'm sweaty and i hate my decisions <laughs> Yeah, no, I like to be distracted as much as possible. Nice. Um, But that was the fourth year that I have been in Kathmandu for this festival, and I have never gotten to go before. So I was really excited to be able to go. And then after the race, then my friend and I, like, hung out and watched the downhill ride and the bouldering and ate some good food. And it was just a really nice event. And, like, maybe you don't get to interact with the people who would come together to have this kind of event. Like you don't get to see them every day. Mm. So it just kind of like supercharges you up to be able to be in that kind of community and see all of these amazing athletes. Yeah. yeah. Was it mostly Nepalis that were participating? Or um, was it like a lot of foreigners? Downhill. All of them, almost all of the mountain biking events were Nepali. Mm-hmm. Five, 10K, 20Ks. That was a lot of foreigners. Mm. Yeah. But it was a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun because like all of our trainers and a lot of people that we know from the pump, our gym that we talk about incessantly on the podcast, <laughs> um, were participating in the events. Yeah. And so fun. It was just so good. And like so you, good. I see them in such, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're doing CrossFit or calisthenics or whatever. And then it's like, oh, you're going like 80 kilometers an hour down this hill that's like <laughs> 70 degrees. 
that's an interesting side to you. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. amazing. Um, so that's the Himalayan Outdoor Festival. That sounds like it was so fun. Yes. So if that's something you guys are interested in, you should plan your whole Nepal trip around it. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's like a big thing. Like people, it's a three-day event. I was only there for one day. But people will go and camp for Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday night as mm-hmm. well. And it's like a big party. and yeah. It's a lot of fun. Sounds they could not fun. convince me to do that. I was like, dude, I got other stuff to do. Oh, my friend said she stayed the night at the like, <laughs> campsite. Because you can get hotel rooms, too. And she camped. And she said all of the people around her were partying till, like, 4 in the oh, morning. Man. And then she got about, like, I don't know, 6 or 7. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to kill myself. And then she did the, you know, 5K or 10K yes, or whatever. Uh, that's commitment. I think she did the 10K, Impressive. which is amazing because the 5K was hard. I was in my own bed. Yeah, I don't blame you. You had only been back for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> not even that. Maybe. I was like, I should go. No, I'm not going. Yeah. I was like, it would be great if Big showed up, but I don't think she's going. Yeah. <laughs> I think if the weather was better, I probably yeah. would have gone. But Yeah. It was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're exposed up on that ridge. Anyway... That was fun. Sounds super fun. It was a good Saturday. I'm glad you got to go. And I placed first in the 5K. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was not first. Well, let's just say that. <laughs> let's just say I finished. Yeah. It's a good, it was a big deal. All right. I'm ready. Tell me about your week. Oh, my gosh. I feel like there's so much to say, but let me just summarize it thusly. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> so happy uh, I mean like when I was in the states it was a good time like there was no point at which I was like this is torturous you know mm-hmm. but just felt too long like what other job do you have where you are just gone from where you live for like nine months yeah it was weird it's like a sabbatical but like kind of on crack maybe <laughs> yeah a sabbatical where you can't rest because you're sl- yeah. staying in other people's right. homes all the time and you're like no I think I would rather just stay in my normal house. I'm like, no, you can't stay here anymore. Forced you have sabbatical. to go back to this other country. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, as good as it was to be in the States and hang out with my family and friends and such, I feel so – this clearly has become my home. Like, I mm-hmm. stopped – I was thinking, you know, I'm probably going to have some period of adjustment, like, kind of – because I've been gone for so long. I'll probably have to, like – Sort of do the little mini culture shock again, right. whatever. Get used to how to do things again. No, <laughs> that has not happened. The minute I stepped off the plane, I took a deep breath and it smelled like Kathmandu. And I was yes, like, uh, every fiber of my body just relaxed. Like, I know this land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just felt so good. I don't know. Every moment since. Even things that should annoy me, I'm just so delighted with. I'm like in this honeymoon phase, like yeah. stuck in terrible traffic behind this wedding band that's being really <laughs> loud and annoying, just like marching in the street. And I'm like, oh, it's so lovely. Like sniffing dust as I drive yeah, around. Yeah. And I'm like, I missed this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like all the things. I don't know, just normal life here. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously being back in my own bed, having my bedroom and like yeah. reorganizing all my stuff a little bit and kind of getting rid of stuff is feeling really good and just resetting up my routine, mm-hmm. you know, and like really little things too, like just going to a store that I like, yeah. you know, or like thinking, oh, I need to run this errand. Like I needed to get 
the strap on my leather purse shortened. Yeah. You know, and there's this guy who repairs shoes that just sits on this corner randomly. You never know when he's <laughs> right, going to be right. there. And I saw he was there, so I stopped and I had him do it. And he was so friendly and nice. <laughs> and it took it like three minutes and it cost 50 cents American. Yes. And, you know, it's just like, these are the things that I love about yeah. Nepal and I miss so much when I'm gone. Yeah. I mean, also you. And yes, my friends. yes, yes, I yes. Miss my whatever, friends, whatever. <laughs> no, it is true though. I mean, even like today, we went to this. Uh, we went and had brunch at this farmers market, and we're being all classy. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in this coffee shop, you know, and just like this guy that we didn't know started talking to us, and it was like, you know, we're telling all about our experiences living overseas, and I just feel like the expat community mm-hmm. is so fun. Like, yeah, everyone's ready to make friends. Everyone's yeah. engaged and interested and open to hearing about your experiences and wanting to learn more about the world. And yeah, that's just it's such a unique community of people yeah, that is. is so fun to be a part of, yeah. and I love it. And now that I'm back, I never ever want to leave Nepal ever, <laughs> ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever, even for like a holiday. Oh no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on holiday next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our friend was making a joke about going to Bali to work, and I was like, mm, I just got to Kathmandu, but I'd love to go to Bali yes. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a weird lifestyle too, and like it actually could be a possibility I know. too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm so happy to be back. And speaking of being back mm-hmm. and getting back here. Yeah. Let's talk about arriving in Kathmandu. Wow, okay. Yay. Um, oh, you guys, I have to tell you, <laughs> uh, speaking of arriving in Kathmandu, so when I showed up at the airport, <laughs> like, I went through customs and everything, I got my bags, and I, like, went through really fast, it was great, and I was feeling good, you know, I hadn't had, like, any hiccups in my mm-hmm. travel at all, everything went so smoothly, and I was able to sleep on the plane, like feeling great and I come out and it's dark as at night <laughs> and I'm like looking around for white and our other friend moon or picking me up and I'm like where are they and I see these two people waving <laughs> at me but neither of them has a face the shape of white or moon like they have pretty round faces and I'm like I think those people are waving at me but I don't know is that them? And I just don't recognize them. <laughs> I cross the street with my luggage and I get up close and they both have a mask of my face and they're holding in front of their own faces and it was amazing and a new tradition yeah hopefully yeah it was absolutely atrocious and like from our side we have these two masks and um i had bored out because it's like cardstock that i had printed them on so i like bored out little holes for the eyes and one of them so your eyes are covered so I'm like I only, winking, right? yeah i only had one eye and so it ended up looking like terminator eyes like it was so weird and so yeah so you're like coming and we're like t- completely squinted up like trying to look out of these terminator eyes that are the size of our pupils and oh, oh yeah i was like is that her because we were like we didn't want to like you know have it prematurely up <laughs> but we didn't want you to like see us first so we're like is that her i can't tell <laughs> and then you weren't very excited because <laughs> you well, were I just i couldn't it was too yeah. dark i couldn't see you were probably happening. still like i don't know 50 meters away or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway um uh, yeah. to all our listeners out there highly recommended yes. please do this anytime you pick someone yeah. up from an airport <laughs> I'm going to do it all the time. Yeah. Doesn't matter who I'm picking up, business associates. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Just a photo yeah. of their face. Yep. 
Okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Shall we talk on about to the actual business. things? Yeah. <laughs> Actually helpful for other people. Okay, so you've booked your tickets, you've listened to all our episodes about international travel. Yeah, of course you have. And you've packed and you are ready to come to Kathmandu. What's happening? Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, one thing that we mentioned briefly in the last episode is even if you are an aisle seat person, this is your time. Oh, yeah. This is your moment yep. for a window seat. And like, I I am the queen of aisle seats. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to make me climb over somebody else to go pee. <laughs> but this is the time. This is you're the time. absolutely right, babe. Yeah. So if you're flying from Asia, you want to sit on the right side of the plane. If you're flying from the Middle East, you want to sit on the left side of the plane, mm-hmm. and then you will see, if it's daytime, <laughs> yep. the panorama of the Himalayas. Yes. And it's glorious. Get your cameras ready. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're going to be coming into the country in a season where maybe other sightings of the mountains might not be too easily come by. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like the monsoon. Right. From the plane. Even yeah. if it's cloudy in like on the ground mm-hmm. level in Nepal, from the plane, you're going to be able to see yeah. the mountains, which is yeah. cool. Um, but if you do fly in and you don't see them and you're like, who will is me? And mine as well. Just you know, like life isn't worth it anymore. <laughs> um, you're going to leave Kathmandu. Too. That's true. So just think about that as your. You got two options. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them on the way yeah. out. Speaking of planes, uh, there seem to be a lot of planes today. Yes. So we're just going to keep talking and you guys are going to get to hear the plane ambience. I feel bad because like so many people are coming and going from Kathmandu and they haven't had the chance to listen to our <laughs> podcast episode. I don't know how they're managing. <laughs> soon. Soon. They'll be. They can listen to it on the way out. Um, okay, so you're on the plane, you got your panoramic view of the mountains, that's all well and good, and then you land in Nepal. Mm. Uh, our airport is amazing. There's only one international airport in Nepal, so you're going to fly into Kathmandu, yeah. and <laughs> this is going to sound mean, but it's one of my favorite things about Nepal is the main international airport feels like a train station to me, Yes, <laughs> in the best way. It's a pretty, it's an old like brick building and it just like, you know, a lot of airports, especially like once they get remodeled, they're all getting like fancy remodeled now. They feel like a space station mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for the like, all about the brick motif, let mm-hmm. me tell you. So um, you step off the plane, you walk on the tarmac, they'll put you on a bus, which will drive you to the main entrance to the airport. Yep. And you will walk inside. Yep. And then what will happen, wait? <laughs> and then you will be like, oh, snap. Do I need a visa to be in Nepal? <laughs> oh, should have thought of this sooner. I forgot about that. <laughs> have no fear. Nepal is one of the countries, few countries in the world that you don't need any kind of, you have You can get a visa, visa upon on arrival. arrival. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you need to check depending on your nationality, but I think... For most countries, you can get a visa on arrival yeah. to Nepal. You don't have to apply ahead of time. But you can apply ahead of time, and sometimes that'll save you some hassle. Mm-hmm. So the way to do that is you go to the immigration website, which I don't know the web address to. Do you know it, Wait. Let's do. Nepal 
Oh, here it is. Online.nepalimmigration.gov.np. There we go. Slash tourist dash visa. <laughs> Did you find it? Good. There you go. Um, yeah, you can just Google it. But if you do apply online, you want to do it less than 15 days before you arrive in Nepal. Yep. So don't do it too far ahead of time. Um, and then you just bring a printout of your application form with you mm-hmm. um, when you go. There's like a barcode that they'll scan at the immigration desk. Right, yeah. And when you fill it out, it can be kind of finicky. Like if you do the picture wrong or whatever, like it makes you start over. Yeah, it's weird. Like sometimes like the picture has to be a really specific, it'll tell you on there, but like really specific Mm -hmm. size. And then it doesn't accept, last I checked, doesn't accept things like JPG or JPEG. It has to be PNG. Oh, really? File type. Oh, my notes say it has to be JPEG. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You should definitely follow all the detailed instructions there. Yeah. So if it's not like accepting your photo for some reason, it's probably the file type. Change the file type. Convert that. Mm -hmm. It should be fine. Mm -hmm. And the immigration office is TIA, which is the airport, Mm -hmm. which is like can be confusing. Let's see. What else do you need to know? Um. Yeah, for addresses, as you guys probably know from listening to the podcast, there aren't really addresses in Nepal more than like the neighborhood name. So just go with whatever neighborhood your hotel is in or your friend's place that you're staying at. And yeah, you can get a 15-day visa, a 30-day visa, or a 90-day visa. Mm -hmm. And then um, beyond that, once you're in country... You just have to go to the immigration office to renew your visa. And you can do up to 150 days of tourist visa per year. So basically five months per year of tourist visa, which is quite a lot. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, so you can do that ahead of time online. Or you can just do it right when you arrive. They have computers there that you can fill out. And usually they have like someone who works there standing there to help you mm-hmm. fill the information out and stuff. Um, so that's totally an option, too. And then you have to pay when you get there. It's like two-ish dollars a day for your tourist visa. Um, And I think they take lots of different currency now, right? Yeah, I think so. And they're supposed to be able to take card. Oh, really? Oh, that's new. Yeah. Cool. It maybe is not entirely reliable. Yeah, I would say have cash with you. And it's probably best if you have a major currency like dollars, euros. You can use yen, I think. Mm Yeah. It used to be that they didn't take Nepali rupees, which is weird. I don't know if that's still the case, but anyway, just have some cash available. There's also an ATM in there, I think, if you get stuck. And always, like, if you get confused, look for somebody who works for the airport. Like, there's, I mean, just Nepal culture. Like, people are so helpful. It's so true. And this will go for your entire stay, Mm -hmm. you know, process through the airport and your stay. So, yeah, don't be worried. Ask nicely and you will be helped. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so once you come in to that area, you pay first and then you get in line to get your visa and your passport. So make sure you pay and you get a receipt for that. Then you go and stand in whichever line is appropriate. So there's like, I think there's like a 15 and 30 day line Mm. and there's like a 90 day line or something. And there's other lines for like Nepali citizens, etc. Look for the sign. You're a smart person. You can figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it actually is a little bit confusing because there's like, you know, the Nepali and then like the Sark countries like India Mm -hmm. and then there's foreigners with visa. So like we're foreigners with a visa. You are if you're coming in and getting your tourist visa, 
in the airport, you do not have your visa yet, even right. if you've paid for it. Mm-hmm. So don't get in that line. Unless it's late at night, in which case there might only be one immigration officer working and they're oh, like, really? everyone come in this line. Everyone come to me. <laughs> so I came in feeling real cool because I was like, I don't have to get in the long line to pay for my visa. I already have a visa. And then we were all in the same line. Oh. Anyway. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so you stay, you get your visa. Uh Talk to the person. Be nice. Yeah. Smile. Don't act stressed out. <laughs> I feel like that goes for any time you're talking to an immigration yeah. officer in any country. Yeah. Yep. I love getting back and talking to the immigration officer just because mm-hmm. he'll see that we have a research visa. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, you know, he'll be talking to Polly and it just feels so good. Like, it's like you're welcome home. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. I've never had a bad experience. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always super nice to yeah. me. Yeah. All right, so there is your... So you got your visa. You did it. Good job. I'm so proud of you. You are officially a foreigner with a visa. Hey-oh, not illegal anymore. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Anymore. (laughs) Because you were definitely illegal before. And then you walk through, um, you'll turn a corner, and you're up on like a higher level, Mm -hmm. and you have to go down escalators. But before you go down the escalators, (laughs) there is... A selfie point. So important. You guys, uh, you need to go to the selfie point, take a picture, and then post it and tag us, please. And it says, like, what, I'm in Nepal or something? Yeah, something like that. Because Nepal has a big tourism campaign going on right now called Visit Nepal 2020. Mm -hmm. We made it to 2020. Which you should do. Yes. You should visit Nepal 2020. Yes. So... Selfie point, very important. Yes. We love it. Good. Make sure you're ready for that before you go down the escalator. Mm -hmm. And then once you go down the escalator, you need to be metal free. Yes. (laughs) They start like, you'll be in this line and they have all these signs saying... What does it say? Please like, be metal free or something. Yeah. <laughs> There's a it's just, it's like signs. to go through, because you're going to go through a x ray machine. You know, they like check your bag for duty free and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. But I, just the way it's phrased like makes me so happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm, I am metal free. Yeah. <laughs> metal free since 2014. <laughs> yeah. You're so. never free. Never metal free because you have like a hundred piercings. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. So yeah, you'll go through security. They'll have you put your bag on a conveyor belt, whatever, x-ray machine, mm-hmm. and then you'll walk through a metal detector, and then you will be at baggage claim. Baggage claim. Uh, this is a scary place. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Doesn't scare me, but okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Scary is not the right, but, right word, but I think it could be very overwhelming your first time. Oh, okay. Um. Depending on when you arrive, mm-hmm. um, if there's lots of flights coming in, then they True. use the same conveyor belt for <laughs> all of the flights. Yeah. So that gets real confusing really right. fast. Yeah. Make sure that you check the bags because they'll pull the bags off the conveyor belt. Yeah. So don't just wait on the conveyor belt for your bags. Like check the bags that are standing off the conveyor belt and see if yours has already come off. Yeah. Because you don't want to be standing there waiting when your bag is already there. No, which is what happened to me like no, a month ago. No. <laughs> it's hard when you're alone. Working mistake. There's, there's, so much, um, there's so much people. So you're like, well, if I leave the conveyor, uh, I can't get back to the conveyor. But if yeah. my bag is here, I'm waiting for no reason. Like I need to claim my spot. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's fine. It works out fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get their free luggage yeah. carts. Mm-hmm. They are free. Do not pay for them. No. no. <laughs> 
someone asks you for money, say, no, no. No, no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so grab your luggage cart if you need it, which we always do because we bring yep. 100 pounds of things back yes, from we America. do. Literally 100 pounds. Um, um, there's like a place where they bring the luggage carts in from outside. There's like a little oh, really? hallway. Oh. Um, so if there's if you don't see any luggage racks, then go like it's kind of towards the bathrooms if you oh. find that corner um, and it'll kind of be over there. There might be other people waiting, but you most likely will see these luggage racks somewhere and you can grab one for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, stand there with your luggage rack and watch everyone get their TVs from the Middle yes. East and their blankets from China. Yes. <laughs> And everyone all decked out with their flower necklaces and tikas yeah. and, like, being welcomed by their families. That's so nice. I, know, so I nice. wish someone did that for me. And everyone who's, like, so happy to be home after working overseas for yeah. years. Because a lot of Nepalis work overseas at some point in their life. There's a lot in the Middle East, a lot in Southeast Asia. So it's so fun to be on a flight of people that are coming home after like two years. Yeah. And they're like, so happy to be there. Yay. So much energy. It's so I good. Know. So yeah, then once you get your bags, you're going to take them out. Take them out. Take them out. You're going to take them out. But make sure that you save those little stickers that they give you that identify your luggage tag because they check them as you're mm-hmm. leaving to make sure that you they didn't don't steal someone's They always check them bag. these days. Oh, really? I haven't gotten checked the last Oh, year or so. I always get checked. Oh, you must look suspicious. I'm sure I do. <laughs> I mean, it probably depends on like what time you arrive. But anyway, yeah. have those handy just in case because if they do check, you don't want to be that person that's like, no. ah, I promise it's my bag. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so that will happen like right before you actually leave the airport. That's like the same area. It's customs. Customs. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so then you're out and Whoa, welcome. Whoa, you are in Kathmandu. made it. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode. <laughs> um, We're not on any kind of drugs. <laughs> We're truly We're just happy. <laughs> so glad to be in Nepal. You it's guys. so different to be able to actually make eye contact with you and make you uncomfortable once again. <laughs> <laughs> truly uncomfortable for me. I, I've noticed when I start talking, I'm looking like over your shoulder at the wall behind you and I'm like... <laughs> All animatedly talking to the wall. <laughs> Hello. And I'm like eagerly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So you're officially in Nepal at this point. Welcome. Welcome. It is a wonderful place. We Namaste. are glad that you are here. There's a lot of uh, things that are going to be happening right there. True. Lots of opportunities. There's mm-hmm. a money changer that it will be on your left. Mm-hmm. Um, there are i think there's an atm there too maybe i think there's an atm like before you actually leave the airport there's an atm which is my preferred way to get money here you can just exchange money like you can bring cash from whatever Mm -hmm. your country is and exchange it but i've always found it easier to just go to an atm yeah so it's really up to you what you find more comfortable yeah but yeah you can get money Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing that's really handy that you can do right there at the airport is get a sim card yeah i highly recommend this because they're not that expensive and then you can you know have internet if you need to use data to look at a map or contact your Mm -hmm. folks that you're visiting or whatever and it's pretty easy so you don't have to have this but it really helps if you have a passport size photo with you yeah so you just bring that to either the NCEL or the Nepal Telecom counter. Mm-hmm. They're 
pretty much same, mm-hmm. same. Yep, yep. And they'll have you fill out a little form and they'll stick your face on it yep. and maybe ask they'll, for your thumbprints. <laughs> they'll photocopy your passport oh, and right. your visa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When we, I think they've changed it because when I got, when we got ours, you had to like give information like your grandfather's name, you <laughs> yeah. did thumbprints. Maybe if you do it at the airport, it's different. Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, I went with a friend who came recently, and she didn't have to do any of that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> if you can't be like, look at my black thumb, <laughs> you know? It's like in countries where you, if you vote, you stick your finger yeah. in the ink. You're yeah. like, I got my insult card. It's like, have you worked at all? Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, and there's like different phone plans that you mm-hmm. can get, whatever. Usually you can get like, what, like maybe four gigs of data for like 500 rupees, yep. like $5. Yeah. So... Yeah, $10 worth of money on the phone is probably plenty for you. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so yeah, that's a great option. You can do it later elsewhere. Uh, You don't have to do it at the airport, but it's just a pretty convenient spot to do it since you're already there and they're so used to helping silly foreigners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We're all doing our best. Yep. Um, And then also right there, there is a taxi stand. Correct. Yes. So that one is a little bit, it's not like immediately. um, There's two. There's one like at the building. There's also one out in the parking lot. And they are equal. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So the, yeah, the airport has prepaid taxis. It'll be, I think, is it still 800 for day rate? To our neighborhood. It depends on oh, where yeah, you're, you're going. Right. They have a whole list of all the neighborhoods that you might be going to. Yep. So just check the list. But they're honest. Like, they won't try to scam you or anything yeah. if you just tell them what neighborhood you're going to. And then you don't have to bargain. Yes. It's so nice. But I have heard, I don't think that this happens all that often, but I have had a couple of friends who came to Nepal and they said that once they got to their destination, their taxi driver like told them, oh, well, it was farther than I thought it was. So oh. give me more money. <gasps> what? No. Yeah. And luckily, my friends like they had already been to Nepal. So they knew that that was not how things go down here. So yeah. I'm sure that doesn't like, happen no. every time, but maybe no. if the guy feels like he can get away with it. Yeah. Well, if that happens to you, you just tell them, no, no, no. I already no, paid. No. Thank you. Thank you. You don't even need to give a tip or Mm-mm. anything. Like, that's not expected. Yeah. So It's not expected anywhere in Nepal, really. Like, yeah, restaurants don't have a tips. a few restaurants that – well, you, restaurants do have tips, but they automatically right. calculate it for you. But a few don't, so kind of keep your eye out for sure. It's like, today, confusing. the restaurant we went to, they didn't have it included. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's uh. confusing. And I asked her, and she was like, no, ma'am. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. Okay. But yeah, so you can get your taxi, you pay ahead of time, et cetera, as White explained. Or sometimes, depending on where you're staying, your hotel might send a car to pick you up, which is very convenient. Mm -hmm. But make sure you get in the right car. Mm -hmm. I recently heard a story of someone who, I think he even had a sign with their name, like he had copied Uh. someone else's sign or something. Anyway... It wasn't like a big deal of like, oh, you know, got scammed of all this money or he like stole their stuff or anything. He just took them to his own hotel and was like, okay. And they're like, this is not our hotel. What are you doing? She's like, I want you to be my customer. Thank you. So anyway, just be sure to double check that yeah. you're getting in the right car to the right place. Yes. Um, but don't let us scare you. It's pretty easy. It's yeah. Most people are nice. Like, don't worry. It's not like some countries where it's kind of a big industry to scam mm-hmm. tourists. No. Most Nepalis are super duper honest, you know, will not try to swindle you mm-hmm. or anything like that. So 
be open-hearted and open-minded. Yeah. While also being wise. Yeah. That's a good tip for any traveling ever. Amen to that. The airport itself is pretty dang small. So there's only like one place that you can come out Mm. from. So if you are meeting somebody, they're going to be there. There's like a little covered walkway on the other side of the road. Mm Mm-hmm. They can spot you. Maybe quickly. agree to where you're gonna. They're gonna be though, because once mm. I went to pick up my friends who were visiting me, and I was waiting forever for them, and then I finally like walked a loop around, and I found them standing in another spot waiting oh, for me. No! <laughs> and it was July, and it was so <gasps> hot, and we were both like, Ugh. <laughs> "Let's go, <laughs> <Yeah>. welcome." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, maybe like agree, oh, meet across the street or there's like a area that's kind of in the airport. There's like a waiting room. Mm-hmm. So they might be in there. Yeah, that's um, true. Have if them you, tell you where they will be. Yeah. But if you can't find your friends or something or, or yeah, and you haven't gotten a SIM card, then you can ask to borrow somebody's phone. True. You don't again. Nepalis <laughs> are so nice. Like they'll be totally down yeah. with that. Um, which also pro tip. Write down people's phone numbers. Oh, yes. Because, like, have a sheet of paper with, you know. If you're visiting people, I would suggest asking for, like, three phone numbers. So get your friend's phone number, get their roommate's phone number, Mm -hmm. and get one other person's phone number. Just in case, because you never know, like, if they can't answer for some reason or whatever, then you'll have another human that you can contact in country. Does the Camden Airport have Wi-Fi? It does, but it, it doesn't work very well. Okay. Like I always have trouble connecting. Yeah. So, um, but I've had other people that are fine with it. So okay. maybe it has to do with your phone or like what part of the airport you're in. So it does have Wi-Fi. So that is a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't 100% rely on it yeah. either. But ask for help. Yeah. People will love to help you. Yeah. People are so nice. Speaking of nice, shall we take an ad break? <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, hi, um, excuse me, excuse me, can you tell me what direction Tom L is? Oh, um, uh, sorry, I have no idea, this is actually my first time in Nepal. Oh, wow, um, sorry, I just assumed that you were a local, isn't that a My Clear bag? Uh, a what? Oh, this? No, it's, this is just a huge Ziploc. Oh. It's the only way I know to keep my passport and travel documents organized and protected. Oh, oh, so, oh, actually, you know what? Here, take one of these. Uh, what is this? A plastic folder? <laughs> yeah, essentially. It's called a My Clear Bag. A clear bag? No, no, a My Clear Bag. See, it's written on the, on the outside. My Clear Bag. Here, see how easily all your documents fit? Dang, this is amazing. Where did you hear about this? I heard about it from my favorite podcast. It's called Big and White. Life as a foreigner in Asia. The hosts swear by my clear bag. Wow, they seem really passionate about this thing. <laughs> yeah, their slogan pretty much is, if you don't use my clear bag when you travel, have you even really traveled in Asia? I mean, it does keep my documents nice and flat, and it does fit nicely into my bag. Yeah, and my favorite podcast, Big and White, also says that if you stop by your neighborhood stationery shop anywhere in Kathmandu and ask for a my clear bag, and mention Big and White, the shopkeeper will give you a two-rupee discount. Just use the code BIGANDWHITE2 at checkout. Wow, two rupees. Wait, isn't that only like two cents? Remember, use code BIGANDWHITE2 at checkout. Okay, cool, bye, enjoy your trip. <laughs> bye. 
Wow. Thanks so much to my clear bag for sponsoring this episode. We really believe in this product. Honestly, I didn't know how much I needed a large plastic envelope in my yeah. life until I discovered my clear bag. Yes. And now I have like 15 of them on hand <laughs> at all of my desks. They're so good. Yeah. So good. They're see-through so you can like see what you're storing in there. And like the ad said, they're great for travel documents. Mm-hmm. So nice. And I always bring them on survey for stuff. Because, I mean, they're not, like, totally waterproof. You can't dump them in a river. Right. But they protect your stuff. And yeah. They're yeah. just the best. And, hey, other countries, you should start making giant plastic mm-hmm. envelopes with mm-hmm. snaps. How have you not thought of this yet? Or if you're a five-year-old like me, you don't get the snaps. You get Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> just annoy everyone in the office. That's <laughs> 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 me. Anyway. Thanks, my clear bag. We love you. And remember, listeners, be sure to ask your neighborhood <laughs> shopkeeper to give you a discount. Just tell him the code big and white two. And that's a two rupee discount. And then please write into us and describe your weird experience. Yeah. <laughs> we try to do that. Okay, so we talked about all of the about getting to the airport, navigating the airport, getting to wherever you're staying. Mm-hmm. Um, but where should they stay, White? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, we have no experience with we this. We have no experience with this because <laughs> we went to Nepal and we moved here. Yeah. Into I mean, our own homes. So. Well, both of us, yeah, when we arrived, someone like picked us up at the airport and brought us to their house. And yeah. So we haven't really had this experience. But. We've had people visit us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they've done this. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a couple considerations when you're thinking about where to stay. One is obviously, like, which neighborhood you're going to stay in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to stay in Tamel, yep. T-H-A-M-E-L, and that is, like, the most touristy section mm-hmm. of Kamendu. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. I mean, I think it has a lot of pros and cons. Like, the pros is there's so many shops and restaurants yeah. there. It's really fun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's really cool architecturally. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an old part of the city with the cool old Newar buildings and, like, you know, these little narrow alleyways with the prayer flags. And, like, yeah. it's super picturesque. Yeah. So, in that way, it's a great place to stay. If you hate tourists and crowds, don't stay there. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there's there's so many other places that yeah. you can stay, too. You could like, also do the thing, the, like, a couple nights in this neighborhood, a couple nights true. in this neighborhood, depending on how long you're in yeah. Kathmandu for. But and how much honestly, you, like, change. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to just, like, this is your neighborhood for a week and this is your coffee shop that, mm-hmm. you know, you can depend <sighs> on. Yes. We understand that. We do that. So deeply, yeah. <laughs> when I was in Portland. Portland's known for having amazing restaurants and bars everywhere. I went to the same pub like eight times in four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I was just like, I could try something new or... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... um, But yeah, there's also a neighborhood called Lazimpat. Mm-hmm. L-A-Z-I-M-P-A-T. Which is just a little bit north of Tamil. It's like walking distance from Tamil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like more, there's some nicer hotels over in that area, kind of higher end stuff, mm-hmm. if that's maybe what you're looking for. You can also go to the area of town where we live, which is called Patan or Patan, P-A-T-A-N. And that's another area that has cool old buildings, lots yeah. of temples and 
interesting architecture. So you can stay like in kind of the really old neighborhoods. That would be Patton Derber Square. Mm-hmm. Or you can stay out a little bit and that's more chill. It's just like neighborhoody. The roads are a bit wider. It's not as busy, but mm-hmm. there's still lots of cool stuff to do. Um, and wherever you do decide to stay, getting around the city is not that hard. Yeah, no. So like, don't think like, oh, I booked a hotel in Tom L and now I'm doomed to Tom L. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, Kathmandu is a very confined city because Mm -hmm. we're in a valley. Right. So you can actually get most places like within an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that, you know, like depending on when you're traveling. Right. If there's no traffic, it only takes like half an hour across the city. So it's pretty, everything's pretty close. Um, So ways you can get around. I mean, obviously you can walk or cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very walkable. Yeah. Like there's always going to be other pedestrians around. True. Yeah. There's definitely like you're not going to be the one weird pedestrian around, you know. No, no. What is this, America? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Kathmandu is not like that. And my goodness, there's construction and airplanes simultaneously and it feels delightful. (laughs) You guys, you're getting the real Kathmandu experience. But yeah, so you can cycle. You can walk. Mm Mm-hmm. You can take a taxi, as you did from the airport. Um, Taxis here expect you to kind of negotiate the price before you go. So just tell them which part of town you're going to, and then you can haggle for a price. Yeah, if that's that's your thing. Or you can just... Come to the right place. You can just give them what they ask for. That's another option (laughs) if you don't want to bargain. Depending on your temperament. Yep. You can also take buses if you're brave. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of buses because it's hard to figure out where they're going. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of energy. For yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like tempos, though, which are yeah. so fun. I haven't taken a tempo in forever. Yeah. They're like buses in that they have, you know, kind of a set route, but they're a little small, like, I think in other countries they might call them like a tuk-tuk, but they're not real yeah. small. I don't it's know how to describe big. them. It's an open air bus thing. Yeah. I mean, like electric. eight people can sit inside of it. Yeah, all the ones in the valley are electric, yeah. so that's fun. And it's usually like ten or fifteen rupees, depending on where you're yeah. going. So when you're, it's time for you to get off. You just dook dook on the roof, yeah, and then they stop for it's you. Amazing! I love it. There's such a camaraderie in a tempo yeah. too. Like everyone in there is friends. Once I was shopping and. Like on the other side of town, I bought a bunch of stuff in New Road and then I took a tempo back and I like had all these packages and the old man next to me just like grabbed one of them and put it yes, in, in his lap. I love it. <laughs> like, thank you. Oh, oh so nice. But, but yeah, also, so if you're brave, you can do this. Yeah. And if you're really brave and you want to live on the edge, you can take a toodle or yeah. there's another one that I can't think of right now. It starts with a P. Um, Patau. Yeah. Patau mm-hmm. is I've the never other done that one. one. Toodle is spelled T-O-O-T-L-E. <laughs> Just toodle around town, you know. Doot, doot. Um, that is, it's like Uber, ride mm-hmm. sharing kind of stuff, um, but it's only for scooters and motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you about it's that. Really I love it. Yeah. Um, but if you're, this is going to sound terrible, but <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're really worried, they're not going to have like a helmet for you mm-hmm. as a passenger. BYO so helmet. Exactly. Um, 
Or don't wear a helmet, <laughs> yes. as is the custom here. Didn't they change the law? Don't Aren't pastors supposed to have helmets now? Are they? I saw that when I was gone. What? Like, someone posted about I've it. been illegal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I love Toodle, though. And it's just an app. You yeah. download. It's pretty um, convenient. Like Uber or Lyft or whatever. You'll do your pickup location, and then you will get a call from the driver asking where you are so you should just like be ready you know oh i'm in tom l by the garden of dreams like have some kind of landmark or something Mm -hmm. yeah that helps come and get you yeah and then you just pay in cash when you get to your destination yep Yep. and that's all you don't have to barter for it or anything Mm -hmm. so nice but that's kind of fun i think because like in a lot of countries you don't have the chance to just like ride on the back of a motorcycle right. scooter, so it's really exciting. And for me, that's like such a classic Nepal experience because yeah. most people don't own cars; they're mm. really expensive. Most people have like a family motorcycle, mm-hmm. you know. So riding on a motorcycle or a scooter feels like you're experiencing Nepal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've had so many moments where I just am on the back of a toodle, and even if I was having a grumpy day earlier, I'm just like. <gasps> <laughs> I agree. That's what it was like coming to get you at the airport. Yeah. It was like in the night just zooming along and I was like, I love Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's how to get around. Um, And then like depending on what neighborhood you're in, there's tons of options of the type of place you could stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like the really cheap like hostel style place. Um, And those are like, I don't know, maybe seven to 10 US dollars mm-hmm. a night. Yeah. I've never stayed in one, but when I've like looked online, that's kind of the price range I've seen. There's also, you'll be able to find nice, like, you know, nicer hotels maybe for like 50 bucks a night, which mm-hmm. I mean, at least in the parts of the country I'm from, that would be like a pretty crappy hotel in the yeah. US. But here that's like pretty nice. Really nice. So, yeah. and then you can go even nicer, you know, go to the like one $200 a night ones. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have like a fancy swimming pool and all kinds of exciting things. I've never stayed in a hotel like that, but it sounds nope. like it would be fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so when I first moved here, this isn't as common anymore, but I remember foreigners would like go to a nice hotel like the Hyatt or mm-hmm. something and just stay there for a couple nights. And yep. like that was sort of their vacation, like staycation, I yep. guess. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun, yeah. fun option. Um, the Hyatt has amazing brunch, I've heard. Yes. Have sweet. you had it? Oh, yeah. I've never been. Yeah. I went there for my birthday oh, last that's right. year. Yeah. So you like pay for a day rate and you go and get a buffet and mm-hmm. then like a drink with it and then you can stay by the pool. Oh, we should do that. It's so fun. I yeah. really like it. That used to, yeah, it used to be more of a thing, I think. Um, there's a lot more selection of restaurants now. Mm, true. But it used to be like the Hyatt, which is in Boda. Um, that was the place to yeah. go. Dude, that's another neighborhood you can stay in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot so, of foreigners in Boda. Yeah, Boda's like on the northeast side of the city, mm-hmm. and it's there's a big – it's like the more Buddhist area, and um, there's a lot of cool stuff to do over there, too. It's more outside the city. It's a little bit farther. Um, but, yeah, that would be yeah. another fun part of town to stay in. Yeah, for sure. Or like you said, like switch it up, too, because – that's true. I mean, Spend a few nights out there, yeah. a few nights in Tamil or something. Because Boda feels very different from the rest of Kathmandu. It does. It's very Tibetan. Yeah, different is. looking people, different, yeah, different culture totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's fun. quieter too. Like, yeah. it's more peaceful, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, got anything else to say? Um, oh, there's Airbnb here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can find hotels with Airbnb as Which well. Which you've had friends who have used Airbnb. They did, yeah. They stayed in like an apartment hotel thing mm-hmm. i don't know how to it explain nice. it it was really nice yeah 
It was cold, though. I didn't um, have a heater. <laughs> yeah. Which was fine. I mean, yeah. they were fine. Yeah. But um. oh, Basically, as with any other travel around the world, depends on if you want to, like, hang out with people and have that, like, strong mm. community sense. Mm-hmm. Go for a hostel or, like, a cheap guest house. There are probably thousands in Tom Allen. Oh, my gosh. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't even so, begin to suggest yeah. one for you. So, yeah. Just with all of this, I just wanted to add, because when we were researching for this segment, I wanted to see, like, what other people on Google were saying mm-hmm. about arriving in Kathmandu. Yeah. And I kind of, like, seemed like a lot of people were like, how to survive the Kathmandu airport, <laughs> how to arrive and be alive by the time you get to the taxi stand. Like, that was kind of the feeling that I got from some of those articles. And um, and I get it. Like, Kathmandu can be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um. But we just want to let you guys know that it'll be okay. You don't need to survive it. Like <laughs> Never Nepal. fear. It's fine. Yeah. It's a very welcoming place. Ask for help when you need it. Don't mm. feel overwhelmed, please. Like, yeah. Yeah. It'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good tip. Don't let your like Nepal visit be ruined by struggling for- Being stressed at the airport. Yeah, thinking of the baggage claim as being- a rugby field, which is what I read in one of the articles. I was like, geez, that's strong language. Them's fighting words. I'm just imagining that person who read that article, like, tackling some old lady. I know. Her back. <laughs> She's like, every man for himself. Yeah, right. It'll be okay, man. There maybe is less personal space if you're from the West, but yeah. just roll with it. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's a good tip for any traveling. Yes, Just roll is. with it. Don't stress yourself Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Practice some good cognitive behavioral yep, therapy yep, on yep. yourself. <laughs> and most of all, come to Nepal. Yeah, well Visit done. Nepal 2020. Yes. Or 2021. Yeah. If, you know, it's hard to get time off of work this year. Yeah. <laughs> you got some Agreed. time. Nepal will still be here. Yeah. I mean, we recommend it. We love it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not much more we can say about that. True. <laughs> I'm just so happy to be back here. Yeah. <laughs> Every chance I get, I'm like smiling I hope that, like a goof. Yeah. I hope that they the listeners are like, man, there's a lot more energy in <laughs> no, this episode. Like, Something wow. is different. <laughs> this is not the podcast I got used to. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, before one of us was either like it was super late at night mm-hmm. or one of us was like haven't talked to a person this morning <laughs> yes six fifteen in the morning <laughs> still in bed <laughs> well yeah i hope you guys find that helpful and you know what feel free to email us or message us or whatever if you have any yeah. more questions about arriving or if you need some tips if you can't get the immigration form to work <laughs> we'll Man, one best. time i was coming in a tourist visa and i had to submit that thing like five times <laughs> i kept making mistakes oh <laughs> man okay well um shall we move on to our segment of the week yeah let's do it what is our segment of the week bug um, well, but yesterday was Shivaratri, which is one of the biggest Hindu holidays, and it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it In is my notes, exciting I wrote, for us. happy weed day. 
So um, this sounds holiday... like you had fun yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, well I think some of our friends had even more fun than me. <laughs> um, no, but this holiday—it's super interesting holiday because, as you might have guessed from the name, it's in honor of Lord Shiva, mm-hmm. who's one of the main Hindu gods. And there's a couple different explanations for exactly like what day it is, but it seems like the main description is that it's the night of the heavenly marriage and consummation between Shiva and Parvati. So it's like their wedding night. Woohoo. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting mix of a lot of different ideas. Hmm. So Shiva's like God of like destruction, is yeah. that right? And but he also is like supposed to like build things up too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of both of those things. Like it's this like solemn holiday and it's about like people are fasting and meditating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about overcoming darkness and ignorance. But then on the other side of it, it's like a party too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the one time of year when Shiva like won't get mad at you for not being austere or something. <laughs> I don't totally understand it. I was trying to look it up and I couldn't find a very good explanation. But like just from talking with Hindus mm-hmm. that I know, they say it's like your day to sort of get all your debauchery out of the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's a weird mix of like yeah, being solemn, but also being a party. <laughs> but it's a big deal. Like, um, there's a big temple in Kathmandu called Pashupati or Pashupatinath. And it's one of the oldest Hindu temples. And literally millions of people go yeah. to it on this holiday. Yeah. Uh, it's nuts. I found this article and it said that last year 1.1 million people visited. Ah. And they spent more than 7 million rupees on it, $60,000 <gasps> for all of the like security and Whoa. stuff. Yeah. And it said over 4,000 security personnel have been mobilized uh, for this one, That's the 2021. Crazy. Yeah, so if you come yeah. to Nepal, that would be a sight to behold. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking to somebody who went, like a, a foreigner who went to Pashupati. Yeah, he said it was nuts. Yeah. But um, there's kind of like, if you're going to go, I've never been because that overwhelmed, like going to that temple yeah. overwhelms me on a normal day. Yeah. So when there's a million people there, it sounds crazy. But there's an area that only Hindus can go to. So there's like a long line to that area. But you can, as a foreigner, can walk around like some of the other areas without having to wait in line or whatever. But one of the interesting attractions of the holiday is that all these sadhus come, like a lot come from India and other parts of Nepal. And they're these like what would you call them? Hindu ascetics, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. So they like don't have any possessions and they paint their bodies like crazy colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they all come to the temple to do like, what do they do? Like dancing and rituals and stuff, right? Yeah. Crazy time. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting thing to observe. Yes. For sure. <laughs> I also read that um, in Nepal, Married women on this day pray for the well-being of their husbands and unmarried women pray for a husband like Shiva because he's considered the ideal husband. Uh, okay. I don't know if he's my ideal husband, but okay. <laughs> he comes off pretty strong. <laughs> you guys, I'm engaged. Tell me about him. He's the destroyer. <laughs> Yay. So happy for you. Um but yeah, so that's all the uh religious part, but this is also the one day of per year when you can smoke weed in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like some, especially younger people, like that's the draw for them yeah. with this holiday. <laughs> and that's like the first thing, you know, like when you move to Nepal, 
or when you're first encountering Nepal, Mm -hmm. like you don't get to hear about the, you know, oh, Shiva got married to Parvati and this is a celebration of their union. And you just see. And this is what people tell you, like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's the day that everybody gets together and smokes weed together. <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, Instagram account I follow. It's called uh, Meme Nepal. Mm-hmm. And he just posted a video of three people smoking, like, the biggest joint I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, mm, holiday. Yeah. But, yeah, actually, one of the articles that I looked at said that, actually, there's technically a ban on smoking marijuana. Like, it's not legal yeah. on that one day, but because it's a centuries-old tradition, they just, like, look the other yeah. way. And yeah. they... But I read a different thing that said hashish is legal on hmm. that day, so I'm not really sure what, which is true. But... I don't know how they could control that. I mean, it's funny because I it's mean... like, if it's legal for one day, like, the day before, you still had it with yeah. you, right? <laughs> like, it didn't just magically grow like, on that day. <laughs> let's just say that my friend and I were sitting... In a Himalayan Java coffee shop, and we definitely smelled pot. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Love it. Yep. But anyway, yeah, it's a fun holiday. Yeah. And like, you also see kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the the most fun part of the holiday. And it's fun for us too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So kids, I think officially they're supposed to be collecting money for alms for the temple, right? Mm -hmm. And so they get the day off of school and they take strings. They have to work in pairs or if you're very, you know, industrious, then you can do it alone. But you work (laughs) in pairs and they'll come and hold the string across so they're blocking like the small lanes. And then when anybody walks by or drives by, then they'll stop and they can't get by because of the strings. And then the kids ask for money. And so yep. you give them like a few rupees. And yeah, so it's kind of like if you're American, this is kind of like the Nepali version of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that might not be a super respectful thing to say, but it's the closest approximation that we have. I mean, just the idea of like, it's a fun day for kids and they're getting yeah. stuff from free stuff from strangers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. I apparently think really a lot fun. of kids don't donate the money. They no. just buy candy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this year I like had a bunch of change in my pocket yes, ready because yeah. I'm always caught off guard and then I didn't encounter any kids. No, I didn't either. I was like so ready. I was like, I have all this change. I don't want it. I <laughs> Come didn't on, see anybody. Kids. It was a rainy day, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's a fun and super interesting holiday. Mm-hmm. And if you're here during that time of year, it would be an adventure yeah. to experience. And if you have no sense of how much Nepali rupees are worth, you can make some kid really happy. (laughs) You're like, oh, 20 cents. That's not that much. I feel like I should give you 50 cents. And they're like, I'm rich. (laughs) I can buy 50 candies. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, do you think we should get going here? I think we better. Let's do it. Um, Thanks again for listening, you guys. Hope this episode was helpful for you. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias at Big White Podcast. You can email us. Mm -hmm. You can support us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And you can tell us how much you love us. (laughs) Yeah, you can. That's the most important thing you can do. Affirm us. Our self-confidence is lacking. Yeah, as you can tell. (laughs) All right, well, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to hang up here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think I'm going to put the phone down. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye? Are you still there? Oh, okay. Bye.